Apostle Prophet Chris Ward. This is the Voice of Dominion broadcast. This is the Global Apostolic Ministry SEAL Team Evangelism Teaching today. I'm doing this to as as really broadcasting and really uh, to bring to the awareness of people about personal evangelism. And we will be on September 16th. 9 a.m. We start 9 a.m. from 9 to 1. We'll have some food afterwards, but you will need to have, uh, for your admittance, you either have to buy a book, The Radical Evangelism, written by me, because I will be teaching from that, okay? You can find that on Amazon uh, at Apostle Chris Ward Voice, uh, no, excuse me, Apostle Chris Ward Radical Evangelism. You'll find that book on Amazon, and you can order it. Well, you won't need to have it until the 16th. It'd be great if you read it before you got there, because we're going to go through personal evangelism. And many of the people that will be personally evangelizing will be called to full-time ministries. They will be apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists. And one of the things that's quietly not known about real apostles, they can slip into any office at any time. They, the prophetic can come on in. They can be an evangelist. Uh, uh, they become t- they're absolutely teachers. Okay. So all five ministry gifts. Um, let's go to... Um, Ephesians, Ephesians, flow with me, sister, okay, 4.11, because I think it's important that we see this, okay, will you get your Bibles, don't sit there and not participate, okay, this is not time for you to be lunching, munching, and doing your thing, let's go to Ephesians chapter 4, and let's pick it up in verse 11. Ephesians 4, 11. Mm-hmm. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Stop right there. The key words is some. The apostles are pace setters, pathfinders, and trendsetters. We open up new pathways to bring back and usher in the new, you know, that book of Acts, I think, has 28 chapters. There's a 29th chapter, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, that's going to be written by this day in these times that we live in. Because a lot of unbelieving Christians will say, oh, being filled with the Holy Ghost and miracles was only for that time. Well, God ain't dead. Jesus died on the cross and was resurrected so that we would have access to the full measure of who God is, what he can do, and all that he has for us to be like Jesus. The glory of God is in you. Okay, keep reading verse 12. Verse 12. 
for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Okay. For the edifying, perfecting of the saints. That's what this, that's what the global apostolic uh, ministry training is about. September 16th, 9 a.m., 9815 South Vermont Avenue, Do-Right Christian Church. You need to be there. We're breaking new ground because you can count on one hand in major cities in the United States of America where they have an evangelism team that does anything outside the church. Forget about an evangelism team. How many churches feed people at the church? Have a budget to feed people, to clothe people, and to help them get housed. Less than 10%. Less than 10%. There's something wrong with that picture. Jesus fed the hungry. Whatever their need was, he met it. He met it instantaneously through the supernatural power of God that operated through him. And he taught the disciples to operate that way. As you go into the book of Acts, you see every kind of miracle that Jesus worked including people getting raised from the dead. There was four people doing Jesus' ministry. They got raised from the dead. He was number four. I can count. I started looking for him in the Bible one day, and I saw three. Lazarus was raised. There was the fair damsel that was raised. There was somebody else that was raised. And then he was raised from the dead after he died and went to hell to pay the price for our sins. And God did not send him as a sacrifice just so we can, we can point to Jesus. We spoke, it says here, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. We're supposed to be doing signs, miracles, and wonders through our lives right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Read verse 12 for me again. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge and of the son of God. Stop right there. Till we, till we all, it said we all. So I'm not just talking to ministers. I'm not just talking to janitors. I'm not just talking to church participants. It said till we all, who is that? If you have received Jesus Christ, it said till we all have come into the unity of the faith and the knowledge of Christ, to the unity of the faith, to you able to use your faith the same way Jesus used his. And that supernatural, sovereign, godly faith operating in, on, and through a human being in this earth, just like Jesus was the son of man, he was also the son of God. You can switch, you can go from being a son of man to being a son or woman or daughter of, of God instantaneously, walking into the supernatural as the Holy Spirit leads you. Okay? Keep reading. Verse 13. Start again. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. Unto unto, wait a minute. Unto a perfect man. What does that, perfect, that word perfect means? Mature. You ain't always calling for somebody else to pray for. You don't pray for enough people and you built up. You have the unity of faith in Jesus Christ. You can pray for yourself. You come to a place where you can decree a thing. Whatever you're thinking, you can decree it. See, part of that is being righteous, though. 
You can't be decreeing sin and sickness and death in your life and other people. God is not going to back that. But if you start decreeing, if you come into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, see, that's the qualifier right there. What is that? The Word of God? Uh-huh. Keep going. Verse 14. And unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Unto the measure, unto the stature of Unto the fullness of Christ. So nothing Jesus did is impossible for you to do if thou wouldest believe. Many times people came to Jesus and he said, believest thou that I'm able to do this? The man had blind eyes. Believest thou that I'm able to do this? He said, I believe it. And he and guess what? When he left there, he wasn't blind no more. Hallelujah. Keep going. One more, one more scripture. Verse 14. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind and doctrine. Oh, my God. All this doctrine coming out of these churches. No money. No health. No miracles. Those are the two things that affect most Christians who do not know how to operate in the supernatural. My health begins to fail. I begin to see myself as decrepit and old, can't do what I used to do. And I no longer have control of my money. In other words, there's no increase, abundance, increase, prosperity, wealth, and riches. See, you can wealth and riches is the part where you start operating in way more than you need. You got all the houses you want. You got all the cars you want, but you're accumulating wealth so that you can have seed to, to fund the gospel for others. Oh, hallelujah. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 60 now. And we're going to pick it up in verse 1. Verse Verse 1. Arise, shine, for thy light has come. Stop right there. Arise and shine, for your light has come. This is the scripture he gave me for the conference. This is the scripture. Why Why is not the light, why is not more people anointed? Because they're not, they're not doing nothing. They're sitting and sleeping and eating and going to work and playing, chasing money. And they're not spending time with God enough to maintain quality faith to discover their purpose and then to be constantly evangelizing people. Not necessarily. Now, I'm sitting here with an evangelist. She's called to the office of an evangelist, okay? She has a great anointing in her, and I, I am trying to nurture it. The woman on it led a million people to the Lord already, okay? But I saw in a vision, and I had a very stern conversation with her recently about that. Because as an apostle, I'm supposed to get, when I see gifts and stuff, I'm supposed to get people ready. Mm-hmm. Arise and shine, for the light is come. What does that mean? The anointing will fall on you. Okay. When the anointing is in you, okay, that God put it, it says, and the glory of the Lord shall be risen upon thee. There's an anointing already in you. Glory is already in you. And when the glory from the outside comes on you to perform a purpose that you can find written in the Bible, Say it with me. One plus one equals miracles. Anointing on the inside, anointing on the outside equals miracles. The problem is most people that are religious and not totally spiritual, they don't realize that the glory, the same glory that raised Jesus from the dead is operating in them. It was planted in them when they got saved, when they received Jesus Christ. 
Lord, will you come into my heart? Romans 10, 9 says, if you believe in your heart and then confess with your mouth. So you confess Jesus as Lord. You believe he was the son of God. You believe he died on the cross. For your sin. You believe on the third day he was resurrected from the dead. That glory was, the minute you confess him as Lord, that glory was deposited in you. Like gas in your gas tank. Now what happens is if you don't drive the car, you never get a chance to release the power and make, make haste getting somewhere. Because you have energy and power and light in you that you're never using. Mm-hmm. Verse 2. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and the gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall rise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Light always puts out darkness. I'll never forget. I was years ago. I was at a concert. I think I was at a Teddy Pendergast concert. And, you know, he was, I won't say he was late, but the people got impatient. And they started saying, Teddy P, Teddy P, Teddy P. And they had turned out all the lights. So, you know, normally when there's a concert or the, the, the star attraction is getting ready to come on, it's totally dark. And then you see a light come out of nowhere. But before the spotlight came and before he came on, people started taking a, they didn't have uh, cell phones now. Okay, they started taking cigarette lighters. And I saw way across this big old arena, one little light put darkness for 20,000 people. Because every all 20,000 people sitting in darkness could see this one light. And next thing you know, there was lights going on all around. They was, they was chanting Teddy P, Teddy P. And then the spotlight came on and he was standing on the stage. He had slipped out there in darkness, okay? And the light came on him, and he became the star. Jesus is looking for people that want to be stars in his stead. What does that mean? Not be necessarily be popular, but be, be anointed. Have the light of God on you. Read the next verse from me. I'm going to preach myself happy. How much time I got? Oh, my God, I'm ahead of time. Verse 3. And the Gentiles should come into the light, and the kings to the brightness of the rising. Okay, watch this. Gentiles and kings. That means rich, notable people, when they see the light that you can that you have, which is the anointing of God to destroy yokes and remove burdens, destroying principalities and powers, dominion and might, and putting it under your feet because you are bearing a supernatural anointing. Guess what? The Bible says, and the kings should come to that light. Oh. Hallelujah. If they men or women, it don't matter how much money they got. It don't matter how much popularity they got. They need Jesus too. Hello. Read that again for me. And the Gentiles should come to their light and the kings to their brightness of the rising. Gentiles is another word for unsaved people. Okay. No word for it. Go ahead and read verse four. Lift up thine eyes round about and see all they gather themselves together. They come to thee, thy sons shall come from afar, and thy daughters shall be nursed by thy side. Reconciliation to your family. Oh, my son, my daughter. If you minister to other people, guess what? God going to look after your children. You don't have to worry about them being in school, getting picking up some queer spirit to do some stuff. You don't have to worry about them. Your little girl come home. I need, I'm supposed to be a man. 
The anointed in you and in your house will bring your children to come from afar, come out from among them. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Go ahead and read that. Verse 5. Verse 5. Then thou shalt see. And you, wait a minute. Then you're going to see. Until you arise and shine, you ain't seeing nothing but darkness. Because it's darkness and gross darkness. Gross, there's darkness on the world and gross darkness on the people. And I mean to tell you exponentially every day. It is getting to be more dark, more sin, more death, more sickness. And since the pandemic, we came out of the pandemic, it has created urgent, uh, uh, selfish, non-peace having. When I say urgent, running somewhere to go do something that don't mean nothing. Like you missed something. If the pandemic forced everybody to look themselves in the face and say, who are you? Read that for me again. Verse five. Then thou shalt see and flow together with thine heart shall fear and be enlarged because the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee. The forces of the Gentiles shall come unto thee. So people won't come. Money going to come after the anointing comes on you for getting busy doing what God said. Getting busy doing what God said. Now, I shared this testimony, you know, and I won't share this. This is not going to come back to me. I remember years ago, I started, um, I left the pay for house in Dayton, Ohio. It wasn't no extravagant house. And the business that was netting me uh, the, the last month before I left had netted me $5,000 a week working in my house. This is before working at home became popular. Okay. And came out here. And I was homeless. God allowed me to be homeless. Okay. And I remember through, and I was at the school of ministry at Crenshaw Christian Center, which is Dr. Frederick Casey Price's. He was a great apostle and teacher uh, at 79th of Vermont. The church is still there. I, I really need to visit because I haven't been there in years just to kind of see what was going on. They had, after the pandemic, there was about six months, they still hadn't started their services back. And I was like, well, what is going on? Well, it is what they said it is. It cost them thirty, thirty to $40,000 to turn the lights on in the, in the dome. That might be part of it. I don't know, and I'm not saying that because I'm just, I know when Dr. Price built that dome, I was one of the first individuals to walk in that dome and walk around in it before any of the, before he ever had a service in it. I remember the day they had finished and the carpet layers was in the church laying carpet. And I had to go home and take care of my mom. She was ill. And I snuck in. I saw the carpet. I just walked on the uh, campus. And it's a big campus. It used to be Pepperdine's campus. And they, you know, the security saw me. You can get you could get on their premises anytime because they had a 24-hour prayer room at that time. I don't even think they had to do that anymore. Where you go in there and you could pray in the spirit as long as you wanted to. Okay. And right adjacent to that was the dome. If you walk down that sidewalk and I saw them trucks unloading over there and I said to the Holy Spirit, I said, Lord, I want to see the inside of the dome because I was literally leaving before I had a chance to go into the dome and see it. And I'll never forget I walked in like like I was Dr. Price. I walked right in and walked right up on the podium. And it's a big stage. The stage is about 
a hundred by hundred, okay, up at the top of the steps. And most of the time he would walk down and be ministering to people and they had cameras everywhere and all that. And I was standing up on on that podium and I could see myself doing a conference there. I was like I was the preacher, like I was Dr. Frederick Casey Price. And shortly after that, I had a vision. Okay. When I came back, I was in the street, okay, to California. I made two two journeys out here. When I came back to go into full time ministry, I hadn't gone I was just going to the church then and God led me to go to his school of ministry. Okay. And one of the visions I had in the middle of a 40-day fast, and even as I came out of it, I've had it numerous times, I saw the global apostolic ministers, sealed ministers, standing on the blocks of corners to push back darkness at night to protect the people, to protect righteous and innocent people. Right now in Los Angeles, where we at, okay, they have so many crimes and so much stuff is going on. They don't even, the prosecutors don't even prosecute less than infamous crimes, murderers, and people who, who, who perform gross darkness on the people, it said. They, the course is so full, they, let, they just let these people go. They put them in jail for, they down in the lockup in county, and then they let them out. And so these people are, they bad, they stealing everything, everything they can get on. I was looked at uh, the news today and they had this group of people that's walking in these, walking in these uh, jewelry stores and just busting the counters up with big trash cans. They, they have big plastic trash cans and they just dumping all the jewels and watches and pearls and rubies all in there and then they take off. They, they clean it. It's about three or four of them going at one time. They just busting all the glass up and in about five minutes or less, they gone. By the time they set the alarm off and the police get there, they gone. They, 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 they slit. It's gross darkness covering the people. But I saw grown, spirit-filled, mature men, once it got dark until it got light in the morning, standing on the corners to push back darkness, the global apostolic SEAL team. A Navy SEAL goes in the darkness. Look look that up for me. Look that up for me. Navy SEAL training. Quickly, quickly. Because we had 22 minutes. And I saw them. And these kids, all these gangs and all this stuff where these kids was getting in gangs. And they, they would escort them home, make them go home. On every corner in the city of Los Angeles, I saw it. Hundreds of them. And they was evangelizing them at night. Hello, the global apostolic seal ministry and evangelism training is now in full effect. September 16th, 9 a.m. at the Do Right Christian Church, 9815 South Vermont. September 16th is the beginning of the Jewish New Year, Yom Kippur. And we're going to be there kicking off a new movement of God to go around the world. But we're going to start with the United States. And once it's proven that you are faithful to the cause and to the purpose of personal evangelism, 
and missions, because that's a mission. You know that, right? You stand on the corner at night, and they don't, you know. And here's a good thing about it: I saw these these guys. This was their job was to stand on corners, keep righteousness, and evangelize everything moving by. And the police loved it because if you look at the mood that we've had here in the last three years, where they're talking about reducing the police and, and taking the police off the go, man, if you, are you stupid? The Bible says we supposed, I think it's in Galatians, say we're supposed to pray for those who are in authority and the lawmakers. And obviously we haven't done that because you look at these lawmakers we got. You look at these presidents, vice presidents, senators, congressmen, mayors, and governors, and you will see, for the most part, we have not been praying. See, we have not been praying. Where am I at? And so I saw this. And when you look at this scripture, it says here in verse 3, and the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and the kings to thy brightness of thy rising. That's a transfer of money. It says, it says here in the next verse, and verse 4 says, Lift up your eyes round about and see all they gather together themselves together to come to thee. Thy sons shall come from afar, and thy daughters shall be nursed at thy side. Thou shalt see and flow together. The body of Christ is going to find its place in righteousness. Going back to Ephesians chapter 4, for the edifying of the of the saints for ministry. I'm, a, I'm about to make a bold statement now, right now. From the time you guys say you should you are not supposed to be working a job or having a business. And I got I got a business, but I'm praying for God to get off of it. I'm praying and I'm and I believe now I'm walking in the supernatural. He start he gave me something worth eighty thousand dollars, and I ain't had to pay a nickel for it. So far. And he said he was going to pay it off before the first payment is due. He gave me a nice vehicle. I can put uh, eight people in it. And we're going to be going on mission trips. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It says, they sh thou, thou shall see. You're going to see and flow together. We're going to listen. We're going to be together on this whole thing. Not all these different separate, all this religious separation and religious hatred and, and all this stuff. No, no. Then we shall see, I mean, Isaiah 60 verse 5, and flow together and thine heart shall fear and be enlarged. That word fear is, is respect and grow in the Lord. See, every time you overcome an obstacle, your faith grows. Every obstacle or challenge that you have now is for your promotion. It's not to bring you down, for you to lose your peace, for you to get sad, for you to recluse, for you to start stealing. It's a test. Pass it. And as it says here in verse 5, then thou shalt see and flow together, and thine heart shall fear and shall be enlarged because the abundance of the seas, that's per people and money, shall be converted unto thee. The forces of the gentle, the forces of the gentle, that word forces there is, let's look it up. It's money, man. It's, it's, it's what is it? Jehiel. It says, means other, other resources, an army, wealth, 
virtue, valor, strength. So money's right in the middle of it. You want to know how to beat this recession? Get busy getting people saved. Get Find your purpose. Spend time in the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to turn it over to you, Evangelist, and let you finish that up. You got time to give a testimony there? I think you do. Lead them to the, give them a brief testimony. Who's the last person that you led to the Lord? How, how'd that take place? Real quick. And then you're going to lead them to the Lord. It was this morning. I had to get a new battery for my car. And the gentleman that came out to the car to put a new battery, you know, just started a general conversation with him. And then I led him to Christ. You led him to Christ. I led him to Christ. What did you say? Go ahead and lead them. Okay, right now I'm going to lead the people to Christ before time runs out. Romans 10, 9, and 10 says, If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth Jesus Christ died for you, you will be saved. So repeat after me, Dear God, forgive me for my sins. I believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus, come into my heart and live inside of me. Be Lord of my life. Fill me with your power, overflowing with your Holy Spirit. Give me dreams and visions of my purpose. Well, the way God uses me, I just started a general conversation. We talk about this, talk about that. And I noticed on his arms he had pictures of Jesus, okay? So I said, you know Jesus? He said, yeah. And, and one thing led to another. And I <clears throat> I led him to Christ because he does, not go, to him to Christ, exactly. he does not go to church. And I led him to Christ. Amen. Well, we want to teach you how to do that at the Global Apostolic uh, Seal Ministry Team. An evangelist team training, September 16th, 9 a.m. at 9815 South Vermont Avenue. You can call me at 424-261-3208. You can email me at Ward INT. You can text me at 424-261-3208. We love you with the love of the Lord.